All right, so um, you threw up how many times last night? I mean, it was, it was well, I don't know. It was like you know how when you throw up, it's like oh. a couple like, so it was like three, I guess, but three it, sprays. But the amount but was, was like one was, was large. Yeah, well, when I finished running, I was just nauseous. I was like, oh, I just, I couldn't tell if I was nauseous. I just all around didn't feel good. Right. And I always drink like Gatorade after I'm done running. And I was just like, my body was just like, you probably shouldn't. And I was like, shut the fuck up, body. And so I got a Gatorade and I started drinking and I got like a quarter of the way through. And I was just like, oh, God, mm. I just feel terrible. So I stopped. I drove home. And the whole car ride home, I was feeling real rough. And then I got home and I was just like, you know, that feeling when you know you're about to throw up, like yeah. you have like 30 seconds, your body's like T minus 30 seconds, motherfucker. So, yeah. And then it was just a sh it was a lot of volume, but it was all water, which is weird because I thought I was dehydrated after the run. So I was just pounding back water like I, I do like two bottles yeah. an hour, probably. And, uh, you know, right. it took like two and a half hours and I feel like I threw up like all that water. It was you get gross. the mouth diarrhea. Um, yeah, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. There was, no, there was no color to it at all. It was all water. It's quite disgusting. So welcome to Too Young for the Shit and Adolescence Addicted to Action. We're here to talk about action films. Um, I am your uh, co-host, Tony McMillan, and with me, as you heard, is uh, my co-host, Mr. Peter Leon. Hello. We are joined by a very special guest, uh, cartoonist Dave Howlett. Hello. And uh, we're going to talk about vomit later on, I'm sure. But uh, right now, we're here to talk about the best diehard ripoffs. And I don't mean that to slag any of these movies. I, I just think that's the best term for them. So when we're talking about diehard ripoffs, in case you don't quite get it, uh, I think that the, the big tropes are that usually there's one hero, and he's, he's stuck in an enclosed area fighting usually terrorists, and there might be a hostage or two. And a lot of the times he's on some sort of uh, walkie-talkie, phone call, radio um, connection to the bad guy, and maybe one person on the outside who's on his side. Um, so I think that kind of – that's what I think of when I think of diehard ripoffs. Does that sound about right to you guys? No. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Shock um, Peter Leon. <laughs> I don't like this diehard ripoffs thing. Um, when you brought when, when, when you mentioned it, Could when, when you first before. brought it up – yeah, well, I mean, that's part of, you know, we got to save it for the on-air magic. Yeah. But, no, I don't know. I've always been kind of opposed to it because it's like, it's it's uh, it sounds derogatory when you say rip-off. It's like, just, I would say like they were inspired. It's like, I play guitar, but not everybody that plays guitar was like ripping off whatever, like Chuck Berry or whatever your favorite like band was. I wasn't ripping off Green Day. I wasn't ripping off Nirvana. I just... They inspired me. You were, in me. fact, ripping those two bands off, but that's fine. Um, I'm cool with calling They're them... They're inspiring me, goddammit. I'm fine saying in inspired by. Dave, what's your, what's your take on this? You'll decide. Yeah, you know, I really hadn't given it much thought. I would, I think I've probably been calling them ripoffs, too, but only for lack of a better term. So I don't know, like diehard adjacent. Uh, like, it's weird because it's like they have their own level of reality. They're action movies, but it's just up a step, but not into, like, superpowers and stuff. Just kind of slightly heightened. I don't know. It's weird. I, say, I feel like a diehard ripoff would be like the main, like the the hero is named like James McCain or something. Or, yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this for compromise? Like some, Die Hard on a dot dot dot. Nope, I don't still, like. Still, oh my still god, sounds, <laughs> still, still sounds like they're ripping them off. They can be inspired. Okay. And a case in case in point, because I know everyone's going to bring this up. Speed, right? That's one of my all-time favorite movies, and people are like, "Oh, it's a diehard ripoff." I'm just like, "How about you go fuck yourself?" Because ripoff doesn't necessarily have to be bad, okay? But uh, uh, it's fine. But it's not even a ripoff. Like <laughs> Die Hard takes complete. Uh, it takes place all in one building, right? I think so. Yes. 
Yeah, and speed doesn't. Speed does many different locations. Yeah, the majority of it, they're on a bus, but they're like the opening act, they're in a sky rise. The closing act, they're on a subway. There's action all through L.A., suburban homes. So it's like, how is that a ripoff of Die Hard? The same, uh, the same argument could be made in favor of Passenger 57 then too, because the whole middle act of that takes place at like a county fair. Like the plane lands, everybody gets off the plane, they have a whole shootout and chase, and then they get back on the plane. <laughs> I can't even remember why now but, right. or how, but yeah. I, I watched the Passenger 57 trailer in anticipation of this podcast. because I. Oh, mm-hmm. you've never seen it? No, I, I've seen it before, but it's, I haven't seen it since oh, okay. I was 14. I, when I, I was a kid, I fucking loved it. And I, I yeah. still like the trailer a lot. I actually, it's funny watching the trailer it had moments like i remember all this like the the bad guys has handcuffs and the little kid next to him in the airplane points his finger and does a little gun thing and then the bad guy does two guns and for some reason the kid's like he means it that guy's a killer and it's like (laughs) it's the same i don't know so um yeah it's got a pretty memorable trailer because of course always been on black (laughs) oh yeah that that's showcased in it that's immortal that's that's always good um Okay. The old lady doing the woo woo, thinking he's oh, Arsenio Hall. Yeah, and this, and this Wesley's like, this has happened to me in life thirty five times, and it's always, <laughs> yeah. always painful. Maybe maybe the actress it wasn't even a line; she just said that. And he's like, God oh, damn it, just keep rolling. I got something. <laughs> um, then they bring it back again at the end of the movie, though. It's like a, a little callback. Yeah, the the everybody does it after he uh, saves <laughs> the day. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Okay, then I'm all in. Okay, so this is gonna be good. So we're gonna see if. When we, when we go through these movies, Pete, if you do, if you think any one of these actually go, you can go. That probably is Die Hard on a blah, a ripoff. Let me know, and, and if not, I, let me know. I got one right off the bat. Okay, let's go. Under Siege. Yeah, that's definitely a Die Hard ripoff. They just substituted the building for the boat. Yeah, and I, I will say this too. I it's been on record. I don't like Seagal. Under Siege is his best movie, and it's actually fairly fun. Yeah, and, and I, that was back in it. Oh, good. No, no, good. I was going to say that was back in the time when Hollywood uh, still didn't care about women. So they had like the cake gratuitous nudity for no reason. Yeah. And so when I was a kid, I was just like, you know, you got to pause on the cake scene. That was amazing. The cake, but... the cake scene is like the number one memory of that movie. Like I was like, I think he's a cook and Tommy Lee Jones is a bad guy and she comes out of the cake and doesn't realize and she's going all in. It's like, wow. Right. I, I love how she doesn't realize there's something like there's an issue there. And that's the only the only reason they did that is because Hollywood are terrible human beings. I They're agree. Just like, We're going to have you com- completely stripped for a really long time for no reason at all. My theory is that the reason she wasn't aware is that she is she hates her job so much. She's like, I'm going to close my eyes and writhe and just get through this shit. <laughs> I, she doesn't she just pretends she's like, you know, astral projecting somewhere else. Right. Um, Dave, did you see Under Siege? The only time I've seen Under Siege, I had just had my wisdom teeth out and I was doped to the gills, so I oh, barely wow. remember it. But I remember it being pretty good, and the director went on to make The Fugitive with Tommy Lee Jones next, so it was sort of like a nice uh, you know, prequel to that. It was a classier Seagal production. And it's funny, Under Siege 2, which I think is like maybe only four or five years later, like the production went way down. Like You can tell there's no money. He's on a train this time. No good. Um, Eric Bogosian is no Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Who is Tommy? Uh, Tommy Jones, I mean, he played Two-Face later on of Batman, but he um, that was one of his first, like, uh, he doesn't do a lot of big villain movies. Tommy Lee Jones has been around for a long time, though. He was in, like, Coal Miner's Daughter back in 1980. <laughs> What's funny, when you see him younger, he does not look like a young man ever. No, he does not. <laughs> like, yeah, like the, the Eyes of Laura Mars. I don't know if you've ever seen that one. No. Uh, it's a, like a John Carpenter script with Tommy Lee Jones as like a New York cop in it. And oh, kind it, of like the handsome romantic lead of it. Is the video like a, bo- a purple box? And like, I, I, I don't a, know. I've only ever seen it. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen the box. One of the VHS. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. It's so, just, yeah. 
Well, I'm going to segue. You should let the guests go first, but we were totally screwing you, Dave. I'm going to go real quick for this. I have one more Seagal entry simply because it kills Steven Seagal, I think, 17 minutes into the movie, which is, uh, which is a masterstroke. Executive decision. So you're going to go through these movies. There's going to be a lot of plane movies. This is another airplane movie. This is Kurt Russell, Seagal. And so uh, the, the cool part is actually they board another plane. They, they somehow, I forget how, they go undetected underneath the plane, and they board it with this little, like, fucking tube. And there's some sort of turbulence. And Seagal is, like, the badass SWAT guy. And Kurt Russell is, like, the nerd. And he's, like, Kurt Russell's, like, we're not going to make it. He's, like, you are. And he closes the seal, and then Seagal dies. And you see him, like, fly in the air. I'm, like, yeah, okay, I'm into this. And Halle Berry's in it, too, when she's younger. And I, I honestly have very vague memories of it but they killed Seagal so I have to give them accolades for that and it was a it's yeah. genuine surprise for me they they ruined it in the ad campaign for that movie the ad campaign well actually that scene is in the the TV commercials in the trailer oh, and saying, you will and, close, and like some of the early reviews even spoiled it like this movie's great to kill Steven Seagal off yeah, in 20 minutes that's, that's sad to know because actually I was surprised I don't think I saw like any of the TV trailers or whatever but like that's did Pete did you ever see this yeah I was gonna say I well, so I was a kid, obviously, and I watched it, and so I had no frame of reference of how terrible of a person Steven Seagal was. Right. So at that point, I was still in on Steven Seagal. Right. I was like, under siege, he's a badass, clearly martial spar- martial arts expert. <laughs> and so I was furious when he died. <laughs> I was furious. I was like a brush stroke away from walking out of the theater. And as a kid, that means there's something wrong right. with the movie because I was like literally like contemplating. Like I, I, my brain can't process the rest of this. I'm like so angry that he's dead right now. So I was like thinking about leaving and I was like, I'll see what else the movie has to offer. And actually I don't remember anything else about it. Like I don't remember the plot. Right. I don't remember the, like what happens, the ending, nothing. My personal Except theory that is that Seagal was on set. He's like, so then in the last five minutes, I fly back and I saved the And they're like, Steve, uh, no, we can't do that. We, you flew out. You're, you're dead. He's like, I could do you're it. Dead. I'll show you. <laughs> they shot a whole deleted scene just to shut him up. And they just never right. used it. Like, <laughs> right. it. It's like, we're not rolling. Just keep going. Just keep going. Um, okay, Dave. So what do you, what do you uh, think of when you think of uh, the best diehard ripoff slash inspired by films? Well, you know, we covered it a little bit, but you can't have that conversation without speed just because there are a lot of similarities just in that they are both high concept action movies (laughs) from 20th Century Fox, you know, but like there are a lot of similarities there. But yeah, like calling it a ripoff does do it a disservice because I love speed. I think speed is, you know, definitely like Die Hard is probably still the best action movie yet, but speed is not far off for me it's way up oh I, I totally agree that it transcends it like and, and speed fucking rules and i i was re-watching a couple scenes i didn't re-watch the whole film but um it's funny how much of it i remember and i remember when uh keanu's boarding uh the bus for the first time he's in the dude's car he's like kind of uh, commandeered and he uh the door gets fucking like ripped off or whatever and the guy's like my door he's like sir i need to take your phone he's like take the phone, take the phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I'm like oh my god it's all coming back to me and like um also as a kid like um I'm really I get, I get really uh, tunnel vision when I see an actor and I can't figure out who I know them from and it will fuck up my whole viewing. And so I was watching it and the the guy's told dickhead on the bus who's taking photos. It took me to the end of the film. And go, that's Cameron from Fair Oh Twitter. yeah, yeah, Alan Ruck. You didn't yeah, know that? <laughs> yeah. It took, the first viewing, I was a kid. I was like, oh, I don't, I can't because he's uh, a little older. Just, you know, he didn't look like a, a teen. You know, I guess he's probably like yeah. 28 when he did uh, Ferris Bueller. Um, but dude, yeah, speed, speed is so fun and it's it's really rewatchable um i think pete i don't know if you talked about this before. this is my first sandra bullock movie this is the first time i saw her yeah i saw speed 
and then I went home and Googled Sandra Bullock naked. Was just with like fingers crossed. You went home and then you Google. Yeah, it wasn't even Google. It's like whatever, like whatever the search engine was at that time. I don't even remember how you search for things. I didn't have a computer, dude. So I'm, I was like surprised you had one. That's, that's pretty grid. That was the year that we got it, '94. This, was, I'm not joking. That wasn't a comical story. Right. That was literally what happened. <laughs> that like that was searches. Yeah, like I remember when we got the internet, my parents were like explaining it to me. I was 10 years old and they were just like, this is a computer. They're like showing me like, so if you want to look at like Green Day, I would be like, oh, okay, cool. I was like, boobies. Right. Search. <laughs> I wish that if you typed in boobies to computer, it automatically went to a, a kid's site because it knows that like, you're just not ready for real boobs. Yeah. like <laughs> yeah. Um, I can only imagine kids nowadays though, searching for porn. It's like so insanely graphic. Like these 10 year old kids are just like, Oh my God! What is happening right now? <laughs> I honestly think, yeah, you should have stepping stones. It's too, it, you can't go. Forward. There should be like a preteen, nah, maybe not. Yeah, maybe, no, maybe you know, like maybe not. Maybe it's not. Back right. in the day, you got eased into it. It was that whole box of Playboys out in the woods, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Victoria's Secret catalogs. Yeah, and exactly. You had to use your imagination because they're always from like 15 years ago, so the hairstyles are all fucked up and stuff. It's like, yeah, you just have to <laughs> just go with it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, my mom's boyfriend. Appreciate that. Um. <laughs> so back to speed real quick uh dennis hopper annie it's not iconic gonna, it's not gonna hurt oh man so good yeah like a lot of these movies 200 years we've gone from i regret that i have but one life to give for my country to fuck you fuck you i think that's the first dennis hopper i really registered or, or maybe the super mario brothers i forget which which one came first uh mario brothers was the first it's probably his best yeah that was 93 yeah mario, mario brothers was well, we're getting off topic here, but I went to go see Jurassic Park, and it was so terrifying that at one point I like lied to my parents. I was like, I have to go to the bathroom because I was like genuinely scared. Awesome. It was like the T Rex scene where they were like crushing the kids in the car, right. and like I was like so scared. I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I like walked out of the theater and then went to the next one, which was Mario Brothers, <laughs> and it was just like nice and like popcorn and fluffy. Yoshi. And I was like, this is much better. And I watched that for like 30 minutes and I was like, okay, I think I'm ready. And so then I went back and finished uh, Jurassic Park. I'm, I'm going to follow your tangent with my quick tangent too. Um, as a kid um, in the eighties, they were um, re-releasing Return of the Jedi in the film, in the theaters, um, maybe uh, it was like 88 or 87. I was like, I think six or seven. It's my birthday. And my mom's boyfriend was like, I'll take Tony to see like the Star Wars movie. And I think it was the first one I saw. But anyways, we got into the theater. The very beginning, it's Jabba the Hutt's palace. And there's all these little Muppets. And there's a little uh, blue dude on, on the drums. I start freaking out. It was terrifying. <laughs> and he's like, Are, he's like, you were begging me to go. I was like, I need to go. Can we go, please? And he took me out. And he was so disgusted at me. He's like, it's a fucking blue Muppet. It's a little cute elephant. I was like, I just want to go home. <laughs> so that was my introduction to Star Wars. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting that you were scared of that guy. Because he was like really like happy. It was he, like soft he moved as an elephant. naturally and shit. You know, and I love him. And I love even the little dickhead who hangs up Jabba the Hutt. Um, his really cool name. What's it? Salacious Crumb. Thank you. Salacious. I can't believe I know that. Oh, I, I used to. I know it still. I, Sam Keith did a cool drawing of him once. I had the card. I love him. But, yes, um, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. So we're not here to talk about Return of the Jedi, but that's good. We're we're here to talk about speed. We're so, here to talk about how Return of the Jedi is a diehard ripoff. That's right. No. <laughs> no. Um. I do personal training, and one of my clients. We were casually talking about – or I, I mentioned Speed because it's like one of my favorite movies. And he's talking about he's how he's loathed that movie since it came what? out and how how terrible it was. And he just started going off on a tangent about like how bad the movie was. And I was like this close from terminating our contract. I was just like I don't I don't know if I can work with you right now, dude. Like this is crazy I'm talk. I'm surprised you weren't this close to terminating his life. 
Yeah. He was just talking about how, like, everyone's acting was, like, terrible and the plot was terrible. And I was just like, I can't. I can't right now. Yeah, that's ridiculous. When I go at speed and has it has it's a difference from Die Hard and a lot of these other films is yeah it is one man you know on his own per se but you he's with the hostages so you get a lot of hostage time so Die Hard you have some asides of the hostages the hostages are like his are his like Greek chorus and is they, they're always there and like when uh, the one dude the big dude's like you got big cojones or whatever he says to him it's really fun they all have personalities and the chick from um Gigantor yeah yeah uh, Donnie Darko Grant uh uh church lady who's in everything as a, as a oh yeah beth grant yeah God, oh yeah these names, dave damn i know yeah. fuck. I, was, I was re-watching like uh, some clips and i was like oh shit she's in this and she's like maybe my age now so i was like oh cool <laughs> super old um so I, I i love that and also when i remember from the film is like i was shocked and way bummed when they killed uh dumb and dumber dude jeff daniels oh yeah oh, yeah yeah i absolutely didn't see it coming it was, it, watching it again i'm sure i could probably see it but as a kid I was like, God damn, man, he was a cool guy. Yeah, I yeah, that's like that at all. That's one of the reasons that movie, I think, is held in such high esteem against other, sorry, diehard ripoffs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that, it's held up somewhat. It is so much better than most of them. Is it kind of knows the formula right in that, like, you can't kill off too many innocent bystanders, mm. and the ones you do, you got to make it count. You right. know, like I think some of these movies go wrong where it's just a free for all and everybody's just getting mowed down. And it gets kind of unpleasant and becomes a different type of movie but in die hard you know takagi dies and you're like oh shit he was a nice guy you know like you really feel it and then ellis dies and you're like well he was kind of a scumbag and I, then i love ellis cocaine forever not, oh yeah oh he's great no i love him too yeah. but uh not good he, was out, he was out for himself you know <laughs> but uh and then other than that though like most of the other hostages make it through it i think right like so and in die hard in speed rather you know there's like yeah jeff daniels dies and you really feel it there's Beth Grant when she gets blown up because you really feel that. And uh, she the was other bus driver. The whole time. What's yeah, that she was the other bus. Uh, I was just going to say she, her character was annoying, though. No, you know who's worse, though, is the guy with the little soul pass. He's like, yeah, right. Bum in the bus. Real funny joke, man. Real funny He's joke, man. Really wooden delivery. His goatee is really distracting because, like, I have a goatee, but like, it's his is like such like a little pharaoh's beard. It's so long and like everything else is so clean. It's just like I can't stop looking at it. Yeah, it's just got really awkward line delivery. He always sticks out to me. But mm. great movie though. Although I will uh, blame Speed for making Speed Two Cruise Control. I have never bad. seen that one. I like the first one so much, and I've heard mostly shitty things about that. I thought I'll just leave it where it is. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Probably for the best. Although, also, Willem Dafoe looks beautiful in it. He's got really long, kind of reddish hair, and I oh, never, he always does. He, I actually, he's he's like Mick Jagger. He's like he looks really good, or just like a gargoyle. And I don't know what it is that is the difference with him. I don't think he ever looks really good. He's always got like a, a creepy face. Like it's just his face is naturally creepy it, looking. But it's fascinating, though. <laughs> it's fascinatingly <laughs> creepy. It, I yeah, I, I think so, I think sometimes he does look good, but that's just me. But yeah, he's there's just, a, pretty creepy. Yeah. I'll have to see if it's online, but I know it is. He shot that movie, The Lighthouse. I don't know if you guys yeah, have seen that. It was good. That was filmed here oh, in my cool. hometown. And there's a photo of him in a local grocery store holding a box of like pancake mixture and just this like beatific smile, just like <laughs> he looks so fucking stoked about this pancake oh. mixture. It's incredible. <laughs> I love and a friend it. of mine like ran into him on the street and like he asked for directions and they were both going the same way and had a little walk and talk and said he was perfectly delightful. So Love it, man. Um, I'm, I'm into uh, Defoe. He was a great Jesus. He was uh, had a good yes, small part in Basquiat, and Lighthouse is awesome. Also, of course, Streets of Fire. Streets of Fire is my shit. I mean, he's like he could be the Joker in that film. He's just perfect. Oh, totally, greaser Joker. All right, Pete, 
what else you got in the list? What, what, what else calls out to you? Well, I got movies that I do not think warrant being called diehard ripoffs, but another one that I feel like is is uh, Sudden Death, the John Claude Van Damme. Thank God, I got some shit to say about Sudden Death. Hit me. Well, it sounds like you have some negative things no. to say about it. No. Oh, okay. Quite the opposite. <laughs> very defensive right now. No, no. Wait, we're gonna agree on something? All right. Well, in that case, I hate Sudden Death. The movie is terrible. No, I'm just kidding. I watched it when I was a kid, and I was all in. I fucking loved it. At that point, I was like, John Claude Van Damme was awesome. Like, Time Cop is one of my. Even though you don't like the name, even though I think it's a badass name, uh, Time Cop was amazing. So when Sudden Death came out, I was just like, this is the movie right here. I have to see it. Okay, so I'll say right before I, we start this podcast, I was like, "Sudden Death's on my list." I was like, "Well," I was like, well, "I was like, well, I remember him fighting like a mascot." So I looked up that scene. Yes. It was even better than I remember. First of all, the mascot's <laughs> a woman, which I was like, "Okay, that's interesting." They are in the kitchen beating the bejesus out of each other, and at one point he, he takes off her mascot's eye, and it almost seems like it hurts her somehow. <laughs> he deep fries her hand. And then, like, um, she's trying to stab him. And for some reason, she's amazingly lithe and agile in this, like, penguin suit. Like, and uh, the fight's almost, you know, she almost wins. But then eventually he kills her by, uh, she gets stuck into a dishwasher and dragged in. And there's a scene where Van Damme's actually acting his ass off. Which, you know, it's hard to do. It's a lot of ass. But um, he looks at it and he has a moment. He's like, I could probably stop this. But he's like fuck her <laughs> and also how would a dishwasher kill her though? oh yeah like steamy water i used to be the dishwasher and like i don't want to go in there but i'm pretty sure i'll survive it wouldn't kill you yeah she's maybe also being strangled by something but it's it, that was wonderful so thank you van damme for that yeah i only just saw that movie for the first time within the last couple of years and i remember like oh. realizing that that was coming that like she'd taken the mask off suit or the and i was just like Oh my God, is he going to fucking fight this mascot? They can't possibly. And then it happened. And it was greater than I could have ever imagined. It was terrific. Before we were recording, I was like laughing to myself at the basement. And my wife's like, are you already recording? I was like, no, I'm watching Van Damme kill a mascot. And, she, and <laughs> her response was like, if it was gritty, gritty would win. I was like, yeah, it's, it's gritty. Oh, gritty. He'll, he'll change your life. He's like this orange maniacal monster mascot for, um, I'm not a big hockey fan, but I believe it's Philly. Is it Philadelphia? I think it's Philly. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. and there's there's a, a Britney Spears is like a, a, a female version of it and stuff. It's he's insane. He's really you've probably seen it and been like, ah, <laughs> closed your brass. Yeah, it's like a meme. It's, now. it's quite yeah. intense. Yeah, gritty rules though. I'll have to check it out. Hey, really quick. Oh man, I just did a I pulled a Tony right now by saying really quick, real quick, really quick though. <laughs> while we were talking about uh, John Clyde Van Damme's ass, that just reminded me a few podcasts ago. I think we had a Mandela effect moment. At least I did. Because we had talked about in Time Cop the scene where he does the splits naked. Yeah, and I was but like, he's not naked. I told you I, naked, in the podcast. No. I was like, I think he's in his underwear. I, I mean, you probably did. I, did, I swear, I have this. No, no, there, I remember him being naked. There is a Van Damme nude scene when he does the splits. I believe it's when he plays the twins in Double Impact, which I think is the twin one and not the one with. Uh, uh, so he does Dennis the splits. That's double go. double teams. Dennis Robin. Yeah. There's a movie called Double Team? No, that's not it. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really That's a good one. Team, I recommend it? Double Team. It's awesome. Is that really called Double Team? Yeah. I, I thought that was like... Dude, uh, I don't well, know. First things I, first, I, I got to Google I, I might be mistaken. I'm pretty sure it's Double Team. I have a copy of it somewhere. Also, as a matter of posterity, um, my, my wife just texted me because she can hear me. She goes, it's Gritney, not Gritty Spears. So I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, baby. Um, Dave, so some other uh, Die Hard esque films. Uh, well, 
I guess we got to talk about Con Air, right? Yeah, and I, it's funny. Con Air is one of those ones I I don't I think of them like, of course it is. Like it is, but it's not because yeah. it's almost like a weird reverse scenario. Like there's way more bad guys than good guys on it. Like, um, like the passengers are the bad guys. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, and I mean, not that Die Hard is on a plane, but you know, just like the enclosed scenario is mostly bad guys. I guess it's more like a being trapped in prison type of movie. But yeah, on a plane. Yes, yeah, prison in the air exactly, and like. I, I okay. I rewatched The Rock um, last year, and it's one of the, I, I like a lot of people. I'm like, I don't like Michael Mann, but you know, I'm not sorry, not Michael Mann. So sorry, um, Michael Bay. Huh? Michael Bay, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't like Michael Bay, but uh, The Rock still is good. Rewatched The Rock, and I was like, yeah, it's not really doing it for me. And so, really, but yeah. So and I, everyone's like, what the fuck, dude? I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I tried. There's parts I like. Actually, the best part for The Rock was when. Um, Nicholas Cage is trying to dismantle the thing, the bomb or whatever, in in, in like uh, the headquarters, and there's a lot of tension. I thought that was really well done. But Con Air, I have a lot of fun memories of too, and I'm like, I, I kind of want to rewatch to see if that's the case still. Like for me, Con Air is the superior film, but I like The Rock pretty good. That's interesting. Just because it's such an insane movie, like it feels like a movie produced and directed by cocaine, essentially. Like it is just off the charts crazy but I, I do know that nicholas cage filmed uh face off and then went straight into uh con air like that makes a lot of sense yeah so pete are you con air fan or no i mean it's not a bad movie i enjoy it but i definitely for whatever reason gravitate towards the rock more i've, I've seen the rock a lot of times right. and i always enjoy it i've seen con air like twice and i was just like yeah it's pretty good but like nothing really like sticks out as like awesome like the rock has just got some great stuff Dork does this. I want to know stuff. is if you're happy with your haircut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part of it is when uh, Nick Cage steals that Ferrari, chase down Sean Connery, and gets in the accident, and that guy on the little bike rolls up, and he's like, "Dude, you just fucked up your Ferrari!" And then the camera does that Michael Bay spin around yeah. Nicholas Cage, and he goes, "It's not, not mine. mine." And the guy starts and laughing, and he this. pushes him off the bike <laughs> yeah. and steals it. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah, see exactly. But for me, Con Air is just such an insane movie. And just with such a crazy cast. There's so many awesome people in it. And just like, it's just such a, a cartoon of a movie. Yeah, the, the cast. You are... know, the final action scene is just like something out of a Looney Tunes cartoon. What happens to Malkovich at the end? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. The cast, it, it's an, they're, they're all these amazing actors. And they get them at the exact right moment. They would try something like this. Like mm-hmm. like maybe three years beforehand, Malkovich probably wouldn't do that or whatever. But he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do this. It's cool. I got my Oscar or whatever. Let's just fucking let's have some fun. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun, and like, there's gonna be a lot of airplane movies in this, but like, that was one I thought was really. It's an original idea. It's pretty. It's like a prison movie. It's a little bit of a diehard movie. It's it's just it's its own weird thing. A lot of the other ones, like I, Air Force One, I know people love it, and I like Harrison Ford. I, I barely remember. It. I know Gary Oldman's a bad guy. I remember Get Off My Plane. Just yeah. just kind of, I I feel it's like too. Um, my memory of it, it's too actually kind of. Uh, stuffy and like for grown-ups even though it's an action movie with a guy in a plane is that how it is i don't, I don't think i've I seen agree. it I since it was a new movie so i can't really say right. it was it 97 that was the last time i saw it so. i've just never really liked harrison ford as an action star like i like harrison ford he's a great actor but i don't know but when me I, when i was a kid i was just like mm, he's not an action star sorry it's it's funny. Maybe hit the maybe hit the gym, Harrison. How about that, dude? Temple of Doom, though, he was somebody? shredded. Temple of Doom, he's mm. he, he, on, on the bridge. That's true. But I mean, that's the I only one. To meet Kali that's in true. hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but he, even as Indiana Jones, I didn't really 
I mean, those are good movies and everything, but like, he, see, now I'm gonna be the one that has to get up and walk out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. no, I like the, I like the Indiana Jones movies. He just never like came off as like an action star to me. Oh man, a lot, a lot of tension in the room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, who's who's next on the list here? Pete. I think you. I was me. We we've both given like two, and I think you've given like one. That's true. Okay. Um, How many are we supposed to give, first of all? Because there's like a shit ton. There's gonna be like a seven hour podcast. We just throw them out there, and if there's something really good, we'll keep talking about it. So let me uh, let me look at my list here, because I, I have a cheat list. There's one I definitely. While want. you're looking at your list, I'll go on to explain how. I really didn't like this topic, as I stated earlier, but I didn't like it so much as to all day, instead of like researching the films that I should have been researching, right. I was trying to figure out a way to make this point invalid and be like, well, there's movies that have taken place in one location prior to Die Hard. Right. And I scoured the fucking internet and I couldn't find anything. And it was really pissing me off because I was like, God damn it. How has there never been a movie that took place in one location there's, prior to Die Hard? There's got to be, right? Die like I call it like Alien, but that's not an action movie. It's a horror movie. No, but, you're, but aside from that, I'm like. You're right. But the same, it still matters. It doesn't matter because Die Hard popularized it. But like, here's what's funny. There's some films I saw a big list and I was like, this is what I was like. I don't know. I, I mean, I get technically maybe, but I'm like, I don't think of them like that. So for one, for instance, is the raid. Yes, the raid is all in one big building, and but I'm like, in my memory, it's not really about like it doesn't have like the, there's there's hostages and he's on the phone with somebody all the time. At least that's not the way I remember it. Like, would you guys qual like classify the raid as a diehard esque film? It's definitely. I don't know. I liked the raid better the first time when it was called the Punisher War Zone. Yes, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Punisher War Zone is super underrated. Totally. Yeah, and it came out first and it, like blew my mind. I was like, this is so violent and so graphic. I was, I don't know. I was like a teenager at that point, but I was just like, this is incredible. And then like a few years later, the raid came out. And I was like, the fuck? Like they just ripped it off. Yeah, they raid. They raid kind of just took like the last act of the Punisher and expanded into a feature in a lot of ways. Like because it's just as I recall, that's really only like the end of Warzone. It's been a couple years since I've seen it, but like Jigsaw recruits all the gangs on all the different floors of the building. Punisher just kills his way up it for twenty minutes. But no, that was the whole movie. That's the whole movie. For the most part, there's some like okay. at least the first 20, 30 minutes or something else, but that's fine. I mean, Die Hard, he's, he's on a plane, he talks to a guy in a limousine, yeah. and this other stuff. But like, um, so that's one I it's saw on the list. With your toes. Yeah, exactly. That's one I saw on the list. I was like, I don't know, man. And this one I thought, I was like, I, I, I don't think it is, but that's just me. I'm like, uh, Cliffhanger. Is Cliffhanger in the Die Hard realm? Cause like, no, not at all. Right. What, Die Hard on a mountain? That's exactly what they said, what? yeah that's absurd yeah I, see and i was like why is it different to me i'm like well i mean obviously it's not an enclosed area per se it's the outdoors but it's more than that it's like there are hostages yes but i'm like i don't know man it there is there's something we're missing here that in terms of like how to classify though because it's like one guy alone against like sort of all-star team led by kind of euro trash bad guy yeah you know like ex-wife or ex-girlfriend is in the mix somewhere right. there's usually like a sidekick character that's like maybe like behind a terminal somewhere right and it's, he doesn't exactly yeah. have that to my memory i mean i think he has, he has an ex-girlfriend well he yeah he has ex-girlfriend's part of it but also michael rooker is like his uh, his best friend whose right. girlfriend gets falls to her death at the beginning of the movie right. he's kind of like the sidekick character does he die too eventually or does he survive no i think no, he, he survives. survives gotcha it's like season's over asshole <laughs> <laughs> And also, you know, um, the villain, you can't do much better, man. Like, oh, Lithgow. Lithgow, love him. He's so good. He's so weird how he can be so um, 
avuncular and nice in some roles and in other roles he's like the scariest dude i've ever seen like i don't know what he has like what the qualities he possesses that make that possible yeah i don't know man like i don't know how familiar you guys are with twilight zone the movie oh, of course On but the, plane, the, the yeah. John, yeah the john that sequence that whole george miller scene is like one of my favorite things ever put to film like yeah. it's just directed so it's like it's so uh, menacing just all that camera angles and Lithgow's performance he's so just bugged out of his mind yeah like, and, and it's funny I saw that before I ever saw the original episode so that was like the definitive uh, the gremlin on the plane for me for a long yeah, time yeah the same way yeah yeah okay sure. um, Dave what, what, else, what else comes to mind on your, on your list of the Die Hard-esque films uh, well you know we mentioned Air Force One and one that I would say is similar but better and this is potentially controversial and I can't defend it too because I've only seen it once but White House Down I remember being pretty oh, fun I was, just gonna, I was gonna say that that was gonna be my next pick that was the same summer as Olympus Has Fallen which I didn't really like that much which was disappointing I, I, I generally that like so it's you know I was talking about the, the unpleasantness of too many civilian casualties and stuff part of uh, Olympus Has Fallen is that there's just like huge body count right off the bat so it's already the tone is not as fun as it should be but anyways yeah. so, I mean, plot wise what is the difference between the two films? Are they exactly the same, basically? Is the presence and peril? Or no, no, no. Is it... uh, they're pretty close. Like, I think, well, no, White House Down is like the president is in direct peril, I right. think. Isn't it? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, and like his secret, his head Secret Service guy is helping him out. So it's... Uh... Yeah, they they actually like take over the White House. Yeah. I've never seen Olympus is Fallen, so I, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't... Mm. It sounds like oh, a... wait, no, because the president was Aaron Eckhart and he was held hostage in it, but like, yeah, Gerard Butler wasn't Secret Service. He was like a special forces guy or something. I don't know. It was, it was not good. But Olympus Has Fallen was super silly in the way that like Roland Emmerich movies are, but was a lot more entertaining, as I recall. I don't know. Um, Channing Tatum and Jamie Foxx made a good duo in it. It was just more fun. It was just kind of like, yeah, we know this is silly. We're just having a good time. It sounds like a deep impact Armageddon kind of uh, situation where like two students much are so. rushing to get it out. Like uh, Wyatt Earp and Tombstone. Yeah, exactly. And it's, God, it's I like, just watched Wyatt Earp last year for the first time. It is brutal. <laughs> it is I was good. Oh, really? I was just going to say, I, I mean, it's it's definitely not as good as Tombstone. It's a completely different movie like stylistically, but I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. Okay, maybe I'm being too hard about it, but I just remember thinking like Tombstone is a lot more entertaining to watch than this Tombstone movie. is definitely an easier watch. It's like a popcorn, like, say, to- just a, a good time. Like Tombstone something like a non-Western fan could probably dig anyways. Wyatt Earp is like definitely is more true to the character of actual Wyatt Earp as far as like his trials and tribulations and like the good in him and the bad in him. But anyways, that's another story. No, I should, I should apologize. I shouldn't say it's not good. I'm trying to get away from that myself saying that a thing is not good because I don't personally like it. Dave, I don't think Wyatt Earp's fucking dead, man. He's not going to come to your house. I say piss on him. Fuck him. Doc. Yeah. Doc holiday. Same deal, man. Well, now it's time to talk about Paul Blart mall cop. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, it's the die. It's Die Hard. I've never seen it. So, it is. so it, I've never it, seen it. Either. Enlighten me. It's, is it good? It's, it's basically Die Hard in the malls. Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, it's fun. It's fun. The guy is hilarious. I mean, I, you, I'm sure you've seen him. I, other I stuff, enjoy right? observing report. I thought that was very funny. Well, that's has to do with mall cops, but it's not a Die Hard rip. Okay, so so, if, so Paul Blort is like stuck in the mall. Yeah, okay. he's like their only hope against these bad guys. <laughs> that's, <laughs> That's basically it. It's very generic plot, but it's funny. Okay, here's a question for you guys. The Die Hard series, I, I've only seen up to part three, but um, 
from my memory, they've kind of moved past the diehard kind of formula for in the first movie. He's, he's not stuck in places per se. Okay, right. I have a theory about this. Okay. Um, it falls apart at the fifth movie, which is garbage. But anyway, it's like... Is it the last one? It is. Yeah, it is that's the last, the last one, one to date anyway. Okay. I think they keep talking about doing some prequel slash sequel. Uh, I don't think that's a good idea. But anyways, it's, it's an enclosed space that keeps expanding. Oh, first okay. one's Nakatomi Tower. Second one's an airport. Third one's New York City. The fourth one is America, essentially. Like, they travel across several states, but, like, the entire country's been shut down by this cyber attack. And I maintain the fourth one's not that bad. I don't know. I find I agree. That's pizza. That's the thing he used to do to himself, right? Yeah. Yep. Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> yeah. He told, Tony's never seen it. I've seen it that, seems I've seen a good scene, though. He told me uh, about right. it. I was like, I got to see the scene. But check it out. You just – you gave me a little, like, brain sprinkle. Okay, so, Pete, your theory about how Dyer is not the first thing to do this. Escape from New York. Kurt Russell. That's not in one building, though. It's in one huge. Lo- so it's it's weird. He's, it's one city. <laughs> yeah, but the city's turned to one big prison, so he's stuck there. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to throw you a bone here, basically. Mm. No. Yeah, maybe. Well, you said stuck in a prison. So actually, maybe there because there's a movie where he's in. He is stuck in a prison from the '80s, right? They remade it a few years ago. You say him? Like you mean es- Kurt Russell? Escape? No, 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 no. The the premise is like. I never seen it, but I think it's like the guy is stuck in the prison. Escape from, God damn it! There's like numbers Shawshank in it. They just re- <laughs> no, it came out in like the '80s. There's numbers in it, like Escape from like Peloton oh, 58 or 60. You're telling me they're taking something. a Pelham one two three? Yeah, that's a train. Yes, that's a tra- that's, that's, that's a train hijack yeah. movie. <laughs> Wait, maybe that's not what I'm thinking of. Then there's one where it's they remade it and it's like from prison, right? I mean, there is, but I don't know. <laughs> they made a few prison movies. I don't know. He's like, right, Pete's like there bad. were these bars, and the guys couldn't get out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it was Life with Eddie Murphy and uh, right. Martin Lawrence. The, the, guy, the guy from – oh, fuck. What is his name? What, what movie is he in? Give me, give me a clue. I love this game. I'm trying to think right now. What, else, uh, what other movie is he in? Give me one more other movie. He's in like the, the – uh, oh my god! <laughs> this is like that that kids in boyhood. the sketch where boyhood. Like, Ethan oh, Hawke. Hawk. You're talking about Ethan Hawke on Precinct Thirteen. Oh yes, yes. Oh wait a minute. That's not. That's a police precinct though, not a prison. Yeah. Is well, whatever. <laughs> is is that it? But even that is more like that's, a remake of almost like him doing like a western, like we're under siege that's the first and like this. I don't know. That, that might work. Can you guys hear me still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah my I'm, mic- just t- I'm just. Yeah. Admiring how right I am. <laughs> it only, only happened once. Um, yeah. Oh man, I don't know. So man, that was a fun guessing game to get there, though. I, good job, both of you that, guys. That's my life. I I, I live for it. <laughs> like if I made a game show, that's the game show I do. Like that guy from, and then we do that for money. What's funny is you guys literally just said the title, and I've already forgotten what it's called again. <laughs> Assault on Precinct 13. Uh, Assault. That's and right. the original okay. movie has an amazing soundtrack by John Carpenter. I, I, yes, I, it I does. draw to that all the time. It's so cool. Cynthia, you know, his usual thing. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, I think we kind of covered a lot of stuff, but if there's any else you guys want to throw out there, that you, a movie that you like, you hate, that's a diehard formula film, let's talk about it real quick before we get out of here. Well, well, also oh, you, on the list. Ahead. Oh, good. I was gonna say also on the list was Dread, which I also feel mm-hmm. was a ripoff of the Raid, yeah. which in itself was a ripoff of the Punisher War Zone. Yeah. So I feel like these are more ripoffs of the Punisher War Zone. That's all I had to say. 
Uh, but I think Dread was being made at the same time as the Raid, wasn't it? Like, I remember hearing that. Was it? Leveled oh, wow. at it a lot of times. And I think it's pretty close. Like, close enough that it's like, mm. But I, don't know, I love Dread. I, I, I've i seen Dread a lot more times than I've seen the Raid. I don't know what's wrong I, with I, I Dread a lot. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Lena Headley as the villain. Mama. Oh, yeah. Mama. Yeah, she, was, she was great. In oh, that. I thought you guys were talking about the Sylvester Stallone version. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Another incredible film, no doubt. Uh, but... I think it turned 25 I am the year. law. Yeah. Oh God. The first, I, oh, is, that, oh, the second. That was the um, Demolition Man reunion. Stallone and uh, Schneider. Schneider yeah, in. the Dream Team for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw Dread, our the original Dread, Dread in the theater, and it was one of the first times as a kid. I'm like, this was a mistake. This uh, was <laughs> this was as a cheap seat. So I'm like, this is two dollars. I uh, could have bought some candy with. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, I remember thinking, like, I hadn't read a lot of Judge Dredd comics at Damn. the time, but thinking, like, he normally has his helmet on, doesn't he? I don't think he ever takes it off, and he, like, barely has it on in that movie. Yeah. Not my favorite, so just bad on you, Stallone. Um, okay. I was going to say, too, Go Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think, is not talked about as much as it should be. I don't know. I am a big booster for that one. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. Wait, so that's part That's part four? Three. It's three. No, three. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I love Die Hard 3. Like, Die Hard 3, um, if I remember correctly, too, what's really weird is, like, it was actually a Lethal Weapon script originally for, like, one of the sequels, and they kept... I think was so. it? Yeah, and they kept changing it, and it, yeah. No, it, no, I don't think it was. I think it was an original movie called Simon Says that then they bought and then turned it into this. See, I thought it was Simon Says becomes Lethal Weapon 3, and then it became Die Hard 3. I could be way off here, but, like... There was a script floating around, I think written by Shane Black for proposed fifth diehard that would take place in new york during a blizzard with them fighting like guys trying to pull a diamond heist in the middle of a big blizzard or something so i don't know if maybe you read about that or something i don't I think know in new york i don't know i read things really quickly on the internet before i go to the porn sites i'm, I'm not the most reliable <laughs> so, narrative but yeah diehard with the all... is impeccable so we all agree that the best diehard ripoff is speed now that you admit that it's a ripoff yes we do <laughs> no yeah I, I speed i i that's the that's the go-to I, I i definitely point out i'm like yeah and i also will say this too like um you know a, a lot of genres i think start out as a bunch of things that rip off something else and eventually there's enough of them that it's its own genre now like mm. I, I like superheroes superman batman comes next. you know it, they're all based on something you know it, it's all an iterative of something else so you know back in the day you could clearly go, oh man, like Batman's rip off of the shadow and like Superman, and and now it's like, so what? There's a million superheroes. There's a whole there's a whole category now. So Die Hard, Anna, blah blah blah. I think there's still like Snakes on a Plane came out like what? That's probably ten years now, but like that was definitely like six. Yeah, Jesus, that's crazy. Um, but <laughs> they're they're still kind of doing this thing. The Raid. They're still it's a formula that works, and you can you know have a lot of fun with it. I think so. I don't think they're gonna go anywhere, and I think eventually. They probably should think of a better name than Die Hard Anna or something, because you know. Yeah, really, well, they, they should be calling it um, Attack on Precinct Thirteen Anna. <laughs> I think it's more just maybe it's just broadly action movies because you know it yeah. was westerns forever and then it was action movies and now it's superhero movies right. and then eventually it'll be something else. Uh, but I want to throw in another two quick things. Yeah. One that I would say is among the worst Die Hard ripoffs is Die Hard Two. I am not a fan of the second Die Hard. I, I really think it is just kind of beat for beat, just trying to follow a pattern, but without any of the humor and for me at least anyway. Pete, uh, and, you can be uh, unleashed. What, what do you think? No, no, everyone's in tight. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I was surprised to see Siskel and Ebert were big fans of Die Hard too. Like they were like praising on the level of the first round. You know, more and more, I look at the reviews of like great films, and they sh don't like anything that's good. 
it yeah. seems like. They've got some controversial opinions, but I just like watching them fight mostly. Yeah. Um, there was one where they got into a, a real fight, and I think they had to stop filming. What? Back in the day. Was it, I, yeah. I was over at Ghostbusters like, 2 or something, like something really like silly. I don't remember what it was. You can Google it. I mean, they didn't get to like, a physical altercation, sure. but like they, they got into a legitimate fight. Um, but one I was going to also recommend as a sidebar to television is that there's a Star Trek The Next Generation episode that's essentially Die Hard on the Enterprise. Mm. Uh, it's season six or season seven, but Picard is trapped alone on the Enterprise with a group of terrorists that have taken it over and he basically has to like sneak around through the ship. And Picard fight does? Yeah, it's oh, really fun. Damn, I thought it would be like war for somebody like, you know, that's good. No, no, it's, no, it's Picard. Um, he's, got, like, he's communicating through the, you know, like, it's great. I hope he communicates and it's they get the guy from Die Hard who's like his, his dude from like Family Matters. He's still on the phone, you know? <laughs> no, no Reginald Vell Johnson. He's got his Starfleet seat with the same guy. Um, okay, before we get out of here, all I want to say too is I don't have a specific moment, but I think as little boys watching Die Hard, watching any of these films, my entire life in any situation, I will absentmindedly go, okay, so the terrorists come in with the guns and I'm behind like the candy counter at the, at the Circle K. This is what I would do to get out of the situation. I've had a million of these in my brain. Am I the only one or have you had diehard scenarios run through your, your skull? Yeah, well, when, it was kind of depressing because when I was a kid, I did used to have those like scenarios but now that like active shooter scenarios right. are like all that more like I still have those scenarios when I because I work at a hospital I still have those scenarios of like what I would do and where I would go because like that's the one place where they haven't had like a, a real active shooter yet mm. so it's like it's gonna happen at some point and so and like I have no delusions of grandeur about this like i would not be a hero at all i would be the george costanza like pushing over people <laughs> and like to get out the door like immediately yeah. like that's what when i think about things i look at like the fastest exit i wouldn't look at like <laughs> how i would stop this person i'm just like no i i think you made it, you just made a great pitch for a movie it starts like a diary movie and the guy runs away and it's just him running away and like <laughs> like and, and then maybe people giving him shit he's like no fuck fuck you that was scary. Yeah, so this guy's life is ruined for the rest like, yeah. the, everyone I don't want to wake up camera. tomorrow dead <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i uh Back i don't soft. have any illusions about doing anything heroic either but when you said the guy behind the counter the candy counter i said oh am i the terrorist that takes the candy out of the counter and die hard when we're waiting for the uh the police ambush do you remember that moment oh of course he's my hero we talked about it on the podcast yeah, like al leon yeah al leon he's <laughs> the guy's great yeah pete threatened to right. go to cameo and find the guy and give him like give me a little treat so um don't give Tony started about this guy. He's talked about this like character actor more than anybody else. Oh man, he's Genghis Khan and Bill and Ted. He's a. Uh, I... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little think... China. He's he's in a million movies. He's the guy. He's electrocuting uh, Mel Gibson and Lethal yeah. Weapon. He gets an ice cream cone through the back of his head in The Last Action Hero. He yes. is immortal. Like. Uh, there might be a documentary about him, or like someone was making one or doing a Kickstarter. If you Google yeah, Al Leon documentary, I saw I something like an interview with him. I think they were doing a Kickstarter or something like that. I, I hope he gets all all the money, all the praise. He's 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 incredible. He's died so many times in film. He lives forever in my heart. Al, <laughs> you're out there. Good job. Um, before we yeah. go, yeah, I'm sitting in my office and I see something that reminds me of a story that's pretty pretty entertaining. Okay. Should I tell you this after we're done rolling, or should I tell this for the listeners? It has nothing at all to do with Die Hard ripoff movies in hit, any way. Hit me real quick. I, I say just go for it. If, if not, I'll just cut it. Okay, so this was several years ago. I get a random Facebook message from some just a random person, which happens on, from time to time with some guy. And he's just like, hey, I stumbled across your page. 
I think you look really good for like you should be a model. I was wondering if I could take one of your photos and draw a picture of you. All right. And so he doesn't want to draw like he doesn't want to meet up and draw. He just asked if he could draw one of my pictures. Right. So what would you say in this scenario? I I guess I would not respond or go, okay. Yeah, so that's basically what I did. I was just like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Like whatever, fucking weirdo. Right. Like, go ahead, draw your picture. And then he messages me again and he starts giving me like he starts talking about like religious stuff and then he's like intertwining religious stuff with like uh alien stuff and he's just going off on this huge tangents. And so I just quit responding to him. I'm just like, this guy's fucking psycho. Whatever. And it went for like two months. He would just like be sending me these messages of like really long, like UFO, like religious stuff. And I didn't respond once. And then he sent me another one. He's just like, I just want to let you know that I'm done with the drawing of you. What's your address? I can drop it off. <laughs> and I was just like, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to give you my address. And he's just mm-hmm. like, well, I can drop it off at your gym. And I was just like, part of me was just like, this guy's fucking weird. But then the other part of me was just like, I kind of want to see what this drawing looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and let's so see where this like, goes. Why did not? you do it? Yeah. Did yeah. So I was just like, uh, all right, you could drop it off at the gym. And I told him what gym to drop it off at. And he was like, all right. And then never heard from him again. But then later that day, I go to the gym and I, I kind of like forgot about it. I go to the gym and the guy at the front desk is like, I think I have something for you. And he gives me like this huge, like charcoal, like oh. 10 by 10, like drawing. And it's fucking really good. <laughs> <laughs> which is like the best part that's, i was like shocked by... and yeah, he picked the like the most outcome <laughs> he like scoured my facebook page for the most random photo like it wasn't any of my profile pictures or shirtless photos or anything it was like me and like a cardigan and he like anyways and so i still have it and it's just like hanging out in my Can office you show it to me? Yeah. yeah i need to see this yeah. now this is this so, is great i can't was... actually did he ever contact you again no Nope. Fucking crazy. You have it wrapped up? Oh my god. What the hell? Yeah. I don't know if you can see that or not. Oh man. That's your shitty smile for real. That's good. That's crazy, Pete. <laughs> and it's huge. Look how big this is. That's so... It's I'm... so weird that he would ask you for permission, but then not engage with you further beyond dropping that off. Well, that's, I think this, he got the really point weird. that I didn't want to talk because it was oh, like okay. two months of him just like sending me like really weird. Like he was yeah. obviously like kind of a weird guy. But uh, yeah, so I can officially say that I have fan art. Dude, he's gonna he's, nice. li- he's listening to this right now. He's never stopped l- yeah. watching you. This is for sure. You... And he's like, I will get your address someday, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty spooky. Um. Yeah, man, I I haven't had I've had people draw me as a centaur, but they're people I know, you know, and stuff. But like, yeah. you got me beat, dude. Uh, Dave, anyone ever draw you? <laughs> or ask permission to? Uh, you know, I might. We went to some somewhere, and there was like like a caricaturist. So my parents got caricatures of me and my sister done, and I think they still have them hanging up in their house, which is weird. But like, it was like me at a drawing table with my big glasses and. Drawing a picture of my dog as a cartoon dog. It was weird. I don't know. I'd never been caricatured before. And I was hoping that I don't know Dave, if I care for it. Dave would pull out a sheet of paper and like, these are the original drafts, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These are my sketches. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so let's do some plugs real quick. Dave, um, I'll say this. Like, Dave's got an amazing comic book called The Makers. I have every issue digitally, and I had the first issue in physical form. It's one of my favorite comics. I'm not just saying it because he's here. I straight up love this book. It's a comic book. Um, the easy way to say it is sort of like Galaxy Quest, but it's about um, analogs of the Image Founders, Image Comics. But it's a lot more than that. It's, it's a really weird adventure sci-fi story, well-drawn, 
lot going on. So that's uh, that's how I know Dave. Um, but Dave, uh, you can also talk about that book too. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I could say it any better than you said it. I don't know. It's basically True. just sort of my my uh, yeah my imaginary history of the comic book industry in the nineties, but with a weird sci-fi <laughs> twist or fantasy twist or something. But yeah, that's I don't know. Cool. It's sort of been my pandemic project, I guess. Right on. And where can people find this book? Uh, you can find them on my Gumroad page or from Strange Adventures Comic Shop, which is where I work here in, Hal- in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Um, I, I assume you'll have show notes or something. I don't know. Like, my Instagram yeah. is Paschetti Western. It's got the links to all that stuff. Yep. So. Mr. Peter Leon, I have a little bit to say about your thing, but please tell them about your thing. Well, so, right. I mean, I do multiple things. Uh, sometimes I make movies. The majority of the time I make movies. Right. But right now I'm in a band where I just released a punk rock album. Um, the issue is, is every time I promote this, the past episodes, I've been giving a different URL. What? So the band's called, yeah, well, because I'm kind of a slacker and I was like, oh, I'll get the URL like at this point. But then I realized that I can't get that URL. So I've been saying to buy our record at deadretina.com, but the actual URL is deadretina.net. So if anyone would like to buy a record, you can go to deadretina.net and we need, uh, yeah, we need your support. I we will say this. By the record. I bought the record. It fucking rules. And I'm just saying that because Pete's my dude. Um, this is this is the best thing Pete's done musically, I think. It's it's and it's very him. And he it's like he I feel like you've I feel like you found your voice perfectly. Um very catchy, super rocking. Um it's it, it's aggressive, but it's it, it's never like dissonant, like there's always a melody, uh awesome songs. Uh there's actually a lot of humor in it, and there's also some serious like uh, anger and, and emotion in general uh it's great it's like kind of goth punky i don't know how else to like put it i mean is that is that kind of right pete i don't know there's a lot I, of dark, i guess there's a lot of dark imagery and and stuff like that but it's still kind of like catchy punk rock it's super fun eight tracks um yeah i think it's dynamite and the thing now is like uh basically pete's band dead retina they're trying to make put this on vinyl, so they need to sell a hundred vinyl, uh, hundred of these things before they will get pressed. So basically, they have what- yeah. So you go, you, you buy the album, and you get the digital download of it. And when, when, and if we sell a hundred of those, then they press it onto vinyl. Exactly. So, so th- there's or there's urgency to order. The clock is ticking, and again, the y- clock is ticking. You go to the site, you listen to it. It's you hear some songs are awesome. Um, the whole thing is really solid. Love it. Good job, Pete. And cover by you. Also, cover I did the cover art, which is the best part of the fucking thing. You want to see it on a vinyl record. I want to see it on a vinyl record. Buy this thing so it can be on a vinyl record. Yes. There we go. Okay. I, I think can. this is basically Die Hard on a podcast, but we, we got through. No casualties. <laughs> I think we did, did it. it. Um, yep. Okay, man. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, guys. This was right. awesome. See you guys. Yeah. See ya.